Welcome to the Donna and Steve show, you guys. This is my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Producer Don McLean had to leave a little early today, so Brian is hanging out with us for an hour. Brian, what do you think of the nickname that I've given you that I really hope uh, catches on and becomes your radio moniker for the rest of your career? Brian stands <laughs> at about six feet ten inches, though he's massive. No, how tall? And how uh, tall? Six four. Six four. Okay, that's uh, nice and tall. I think six five. But um, I called him Big Tall Brian, and I think BTB. this is just BTB, Big Tall Brian. Hey, what's up? It's Big Tall Brian in the morning. It feels like it would work. Your thoughts, Big Tall Brian? I was going to say I've had that nickname for a while, probably oh. since high school. You know, oh, what? Wow. Yeah. Um, but no. you know. Now, I yeah. said this without having heard it, so this must be something that just comes naturally, to alliteratively, brain. to the brain. Oh, I get it enough from my uh, family members all the oh, time. Like, gosh. oh, how's the weather up there? You know? uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is everyone in your family tall? No, on my mom's side, yeah, I have a couple uncles where I probably got the genetics from, but huh. on my dad's side, they're all like little Keebler elves. They're really short. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, our Facebook question today is, how tall are you? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, all right. We well, don't do that been. anymore, um, remember? Listen, we were going to uh, start, SNL came out with the first four hosts that they have. Right. But we'll always let Beef lead the way. Yeah. What's going on Well, here? Kenny, I was texting him this morning and I said, hey, can you tell Brian that I might be coming in real hot? Multiple accidents this morning. Yeah, it yeah. was a mess. Um, so let me... Just a moment. Let me see what Kenny said. And then you reached out to me and you said, um, I can I can tell, um, I can ask Kenny to stay. Now, let me just tell you this. <laughs> before before you ever think that that's the right emergency contact for You're me. You're both on the same thing, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. No. I just mean I don't want to be alone in a room with Kenny. I've said this many times. He frightens me. He scares me. And so... Please don't ever think that Kenny is the emergency contact, okay? I'll just go on a, a Howard Stern monologue if I have to, rather than me <laughs> conversing for any extended period of time with Kenny. Kenny's a teddy bear. What are you talking about? He probably reads that way to you. To me, it reads like, he's waiting to shove me. <laughs> okay, so what... Well, he what, did verbally shove you. What happened? Um, so I was texting with him, and he wrote, By the way, Steve loving the Dave Matthews Band version of Watchtower really <laughs> irks me. G-R-R-R. That's a, that is objectively a good version. Plus, once we figured out, sadly, last week on the show that Jimi Hendrix does a Fat Albert impression on his version of All Along the Watchtower. It immediately sucked away all of the cool factor that that song had for so long. There must be some kind of way out of you. You ruined it. No. I know. It's it's sad. Anyway, uh, he was just mad about that. He's like, what are you kidding me? I guess Dylan wrote the song, right? Did Dylan write that yeah, song? Yeah, and let's just all remember, Bob Dylan, great songwriter. Let's have somebody else sing them. <laughs> I mean, the only if, if it's Bob Dylan versus anyone on a version of a Bob Dylan song, put your money on anyone. Okay. Peter, Paul, and Mary, who I love. Hey, and chill out, Kenny. They probably got high like crazy back in the 60s, so they have street cred or alley cred, whatever you're oh looking for here. God. And they sang his songs beautifully. Well, he just doesn't like the Dave Matthews Band, I don't think. That's fair. A lot of people have some DMB hate, and I get it. You know, I went to a Dave Matthews 
concert once just because somebody had free tickets. They're like, hey, you want to go to the show? I'm like, sure. I got nothing going on. I didn't even know who Dave Matthews was. The place wow. was sold out. Yes. Everyone was yeah. singing along. I'm like, why don't I know this dude's music? You know, it's funny about Dave Matthews' music. It never really went on. It was never like a top 40 station sort of a thing. And it never made the alternative rock stations either. So where did people hear it? I, I, I mean, it was on top 40 something. Like Crash was on oh, top yeah, 40 radio. True. Maybe even a little bit of Satellite may have been on it. But by and large, it wasn't like radio hit music. It was. It just somehow developed a cult following. But cult following makes it sound too small. The following was so massive and, and, and die hard. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They just yeah. loved him. And then he started doing these acoustic tours yeah. with Dave Matthews and his friend Tim Reynolds. Two acoustic guitars, and then they do an hour and a half of music, and it's was wonderful. Didn't they get in trouble for dumping poo in Chicago? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they had to make a little drop-off, and I think it went into a river or a lake yes, or something like that. Yes, yes. So then they got fined know. or something. I don't know. Um, well, Dave Matthews not going to be performing music anytime soon on Saturday Night Live. We did hear we who the first four guests will be, I guest am, host. I am excited about all of them except for one. I think I could guess who your one would be. I think it might be the same that yours would be. Actually, no. Oh. The season's going to kick off SNL with Owen Wilson hosting. You're not hosting. Bad doll. Wow. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're a great dog. Casey Musgraves Lover. is going to be the musical guest. That's going to be October 2nd. Uh, and then they do four new episodes in a row throughout October. So then October 9th, Donna's probably least favorite, is Kim Kardashian West. Yeah. She's going to be hosting. Halsey will be your musical performer for the second week of SNL. I'm not as pumped about Rami Malik, Young Thug. Is going to be the musical guest mm. featuring various of his hits. I'd like to see what <laughs> Rami Malik can do. I'm sure he'll be great. I just mean if you're if you're looking at the board and and you know SNL shows you their sticky notes, their their push pin cork board, and this is how they book things. And so you got to look at all four of these. Um, I'll link this up on the show links page too if you just want to see how old school they do. And this is not a gimmick. This is actually how they organize things it's just so funny i love it when i look at that name owen wilson kim kardashian west rami malik and then jason sudeikis who's going to be on october 23rd with with brandy carlisle yes very excited with such hits as some country songs you'd like her okay you'd really like her uh but anyway rami malik it's just the least interesting name for me on the list i get it i'm saying this about an oscar winner this says more about me than it does him why do you hate Kim Kardashian and women thriving? Um, that's real funny, Steve. Um, I just, she just is very flat to me. Interesting choice of words. I, I know, I thought of that after I said it. I'm like, okay, that's, she's kind of the opposite of flat. Um, I don't, she just seems really bland. Not interested. What if you have Kim Kardashian West, and we gotta go, 
Halsey is performing. Kanye storms the performance. Love it. I'm back in. Unless you finish. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Hey, we got a lot of fun coming up today. Speaking of music, it's Thursday. Throwback Thursday music trivia comes up at 1130 today. We'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge uh, at 1030. And at 930, we're going to let you know about this new Marvel movie that is getting a PG-13 rating for a reason no Marvel movie has ever had a PG-13 rating before. Wow. When we come back, uh, we got some things that make you go, huh? If you've ever played with a Rubik's Cube, I have a statistic about them that will blow your mind. I'll tell you about it when we come back. That and other dumb things you don't need to know next on Don and Steve. All right, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve's got fun facts. Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? <laughs> Yay! You ever played with a Rubik's cube? Yes, indeed. You ever solved a Rubik's cube? No. Yeah, unbelievable. This this is such an interesting study in math. By the way, great Rubik's cube documentary out. I think it's it, it is on Netflix. It's like forty minutes long, and it does this deep dive into the. Rubik's Cube championships, and it's rather interesting, I will say this. This, uh, from a guy who's never completed one myself. If you took every different combination of a Rubik's Cube that was possible, so most Rubik's Cubes are three by three, so you have three lines, three rows, and three little cubes in each row, and then one of those three rows on each side of the cube, okay? If you took every different combination of a Rubik's Cube Uh and then physically laid them out, like flattened the cube and laid out, okay, you could do it that way or you could do it this way. I'll turn this. I could do it this way. You would be, I'm not even going to have you guess because it wouldn't be close. You would be able to cover the entire Earth's surface. What? 275 times. What? There are over... 43 quintillion variations of a Rubik's Cube, which means there are 43 quintillion different ways that if you handed a Rubik's Cube to somebody, they could just make one little turn, one little turn, one little turn, one little turn. That's why it's so hard, because there are 43 quintillion different ways that you could make that cube go. Again, wow. if you if you stretched out every Rubik's Cube combination, flattened the cube with each variation, and then laid them out, you could cover the entire Earth's surface, oceans included, wow. 275 times. That's crazy. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I don't know if I do either. The, the stats that I read you during things that make you go, huh, are not linked up to a full story. It doesn't say more questions, click or call here. Right. It tells it to you. And then you now have lunch conversation. This is fodder for you to develop relationships with your coworkers. How about this? The longest surgery ever recorded was performed in the year 2001. Okay, I want to guess what it was. Team of 20 doctors. Mm-hmm. How long do you think the longest surgery ever recorded took? Um, 36 like hours. 36, wow, a day and a half of just straight surgery. I I think I think I remember this where they would have different shifts of doctors. Any any recollection as to what the surgery was? Was it a conjoined twins? It was. Yes. 
You're going to get half a point credit. You were way off on the other thing. The longest surgery ever recorded in 2001 by a team of 20 doctors took 103 hours, <gasps> which is more than four consecutive days to complete. They were separating 11-month-old twins who were conjoined at the head. The surgery was a success. And those twins are still with us? So that's where, again, you think that I have like a link to yeah. for more information yeah, I, about the I twins? I really think you have to do better prep. No, 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 no. Not in this segment. This is a brain teaser. So now what are you stimulated to do? I am stimulated, of course, to Google it. To research. And and to find out where this was. Mm. Uh, 20, how how, how many? 2001, 20 doctors. Uh, how many hours? hours? 103. 103 hours surgery. I will give you all the details. Uh, I'm going to guess South America. They were from Nepal. Nepal. 103-hour operation. A team of bleary-eyed surgeons in mm-hmm. Singapore yesterday completed a marathon 103 operation to separate a pair of conjoined twins. Uh, twin sisters. Mm. Aw. I want to know where they are today. That was 20 years ago. Big Tall Brian, can you see if you can get them on the phone for us, please? <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. Just uh, call the operator. Aw. Okay. Chia Um, seeds. Oh. You like chia seeds, right? I don't think I've ever had a chia seed. Oh, try them once and you'll love them. Although a lot of people hate the texture of them. Chia seeds can absorb up to 27 times their weight in water. And sadly, this has led to the hospitalization of at least one person. So you drink or you eat a bunch of chia seeds? Just a lot of them, and then you drink a bunch of water, and you could have a real scenario there. Talk about, you know, retaining water. I wasn't listening. Nice. Um, one of the girls passed away. Oh, gosh. From meningitis. And, and when? An infection. Uh, 2008. Ganga oh, was, uh, died in 2008 of pneumonia and meningitis. Um. There's a book that came out in 2016 published about them. Okay. I'm not going to research anymore. I was going to say, maybe that feels like a cautionary. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
tale for yeah. us moving forward. Well, that's so sad. Yeah. Great. Now I'll tell you uh, which U.S. president died of cancer. Only one. Really? Which is sort of interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, what What do we have? Four, have we had 46, seven uh, presidents? 46. George H.W. Bush was 42. I think it right? was 46 because Trump was 45. Okay, then that okay. would make sense. That yeah. makes sense. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which president died of cancer? The only president to die of cancer. Ronald Reagan. No. Um, Older. Like way older? Yep. I was known just known say with Abra- his was, middle initial, by the way. I was going to say Abraham Lincoln just to mess with you. Oh, that's fine. Um, okay, it was bop, bop, bop. Andrew. Bop. Middle initial S. Oh, Harry. No. Harry S. Truman? No. Mm, middle initial S. This is fun. I think it's good radio. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Yes, Donna. Oh, sad. Real. Oh, yes, yeah, sad. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Is Do you know this? That's Grant. Uh, (laughs) somebody asked me that question once and i'm like i think it was a trivia question on trivial pursuit and i'm like but then you feel too stupid to say grant because it feels like a trick question yes exactly and finally okay the first major screenplay to incorporate synchronized sound moving film and color slides was produced by MGM, was it Universal, Fox Studios? Century, 20th Century Fox, thank you. Jehovah's Witnesses. What? The year was 1912. The first major screenplay to incorporate synchronized sound, moving film, and color slides was produced by Jehovah's Witnesses in the year 1912. Wow. I could ask a follow-up there and say, who was your president in the year 1912? Mm, I I don't, don't do that. Is it Roosevelt? Don't do it. Hang on. Steve, no. I'm just going to find it. Don't do it. it. Uh, the War mm. of 1912. Oh, we recently mentioned this person. Did he have an incident with a bathtub at some point? Oh. What? William Taft. <laughs> oh, Taft. Did Taft? Big guy. Have a problem in a Big bathtub? Big mustache. Maybe it went down the drain. We don't know, guys. It was a train wreck of a segment. Happy to bring it to you after the break. (laughs) Angelina Jolie is going to be in a new Marvel movie. And this Marvel movie is doing something no Marvel movie has done before. We'll tell you about it when we come back. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve. That's us on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Party. Party. Yeah, man. Party. Party. That's a stupid word. What do you mean? Hey, man, you want a party? Yeah. What does and that that's mean? always code for it's what's code like for get pop. drunk. Oh, I thought it meant like smoke. I think it's like you want to get under the influence of something. Do you party, man? Yeah, man, do you party? And I'm thinking, like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Pin the tail? Let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get weird. <laughs> you know, oh, if gosh. you're ever around too many people who are like, just, you know, once you can tell. Once you can tell someone is under the influence of something, 
doesn't it just make you a little uneasy? Many people can drink and they're fine and they get a little buzz and they're loose and it's whatever. Once somebody crosses the threshold, immediately I feel like, okay, everything that's happening now is kind of fake. We're not really we're not really talking. Oh, we're not connecting. Yeah, you're you're in a weird numbed out state and this isn't and this is super fun for you. Me watching you though. Not nearly as fun on the receiving end of whatever. It really does suck being straight when, like, let's just say you're the designated driver or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not fun. No. It's not not, fun because it's like you're not. You see how stupid it looks when someone's wasted. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, and again, any conversation, it's. This isn't real. This doesn't even count. This isn't even in the record books. This doesn't is like a boxing count. exhibition match. <laughs> they will not mark this down. Why did you start talking about that? You started chanting party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it did it. Hey, who wants to party, man? Oh. Um, so dumb. Hey, so I finally got around to checking out this new Marvel movie with Angelina Jolie, and we were wondering if maybe she might get tapped to host SNL. Prior to it coming out, it comes out the first week of uh, excuse me, first week of November. It doesn't look like that's going to be happening, but it's going to be the first Marvel movie called The Eternals that is getting a PG thirteen rating for brief sexuality. Can I ask a question, Donna? I would love it if you did. Okay, so I don't think I quite understand the PG thirteen versus rated R. PG thirteen oh, really? just means well, PG means parental guidance. Yes. But what does the 13 mean? Like, if you're under 13, you shouldn't... You should have parental guidance. Well, you already have the PG. Parental guidance. I think they mean, but if you're, like, 13 and up, then they're not suggesting parental guidance? Because you're a certain aged child, and then rated R is you got to be 18 or above, right? 17 and under need a parent to go in with them. Or a guardian. Okay. I I just don't think the 13 is necessary. Well, it is. <laughs> because remember those 80s movies? Remember they used to just have PG and R. And if you've watched PG movies and then watched PG-13 movies, at the far end of each spectrum, you will realize there is a real difference between a PG movie and a PG-13 movie. Like one of the things, for instance, with a PG-13 movie, you can drop an F-bomb one time. You get your one F-bomb... Choose it wisely. Okay. And in this case, there will be brief sexuality. There won't be nudity because for nudity to be allowed, it's got to be a rated R movie. Mm, really? I believe so. Okay. So. And I'm a little more in- attuned to this stuff too, but you're aware of the rating system a little more when you have little sure. kids who repeat sure. things that they hear yeah. and stuff like that. But It's um, fine for kids over the age of 13. That's what it says. But it might not be appropriate for kids under 13 because of language, violence, nudity, and other mature content. Yeah, so, so I it's... guess you could have nudity in a PG-13. I don't know if you could see boobs in a PG-13 movie, just to use one very specific okay. reference that they most often show in movies. Sure. Um, okay. But anyway, but remember it was in the 80s. Uh, who was it? Was it Steven Spielberg? Somebody was like, we need a, we need a 13 here. Because movies like Red Dawn, I believe, was the first ever PG-13 movie. And this is why when parents who are children of the 80s go back and watch 80s movies that on the VHS box would still say rated PG are like, whoa, this isn't PG like most 
Disney family movies are PG. This seems more aggressive, and that's because they hadn't yet come out with PG-13. That was in the mid-80s that they finally developed that. Got it. So, The Eternals, rated PG-13, this new Marvel movie. Angelina Jolie is in it. A few other people are in it, too, that I've never seen before. So, anyway, first Marvel movie to have brief sexuality, whatever that means, um, in it. November 5th is when it hits theaters. And I watched the trailer and had never seen anything on this movie before, ever. Knew nothing about it. And it seems to be a touch of a stroke of genius here in that The Avengers all ended with the Avengers Endgame was this whole thing where Thanos, the bad guy, mm-hmm. snaps his finger and half of the population is wiped out. Wow. Then they're able to bring the population back and it's this whole thing. Point is, we see a bunch of characters that we loved and grew to know over the last 10 years sort of sunset a large part of their their arc being the front line stars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So what they're doing is just creating this, essentially, unless there are comic book nerds out there, it seems like a brand new, at least a movie audience's storyline of characters I've never seen before. But from watching the trailer and just seeing 90 seconds, I thought, I think I'm going to care about this because they tie it in loosely to that Avengers Endgame storyline and where do we go from here. And Star Wars is doing some stuff like this as well. Here's a little bit of the trailer and the music alone, Donna, mm-hmm. makes me want to watch it. Okay. There we go. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. Somehow. The people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. Do we have seven days? Oh, it looks good. That eerie, beautiful music in the background, that voice. We came here 7,000 years ago Mm. to protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, or all the other terrible things throughout history. We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. Deviants. By who? And then they show this being. All right, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't know who the deviants are. If I knew that at one point, I don't know it anymore. But it looks really gripping. Looks like it cost. I love it when a movie looks like it cost a gazillion dollars to make. This explains why Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. We're together in a video that I saw recently of mm. Selma Hayek celebrating her birthday. And is she Mexican, I believe? Is she Mexican? Stand by. Okay. Because I think there's, in their culture, somebody's supposed to shove your face into the cake. Oh, really? And so Angelina Jolie was shoving her face into a cake. And I'm yes, like, Yes, wow, Mexican-American. At, okay. So I'm like, look at Angie being fun. Um, because it's a tradition. And she looked at Angelina and was like, do it! Oh. Like, do it already! Because she, she didn't want to. And Angelina's like, Ugh. And I just thought, wow, I never pictured these two being buddies. Well, there you this go. They're work together. And I don't know what the plan is with the Eternals. Are they going to be like new Avengers? 
they're they're you know propping them up as this group. You had the Avengers. Now you have the Eternals who are coming to finally the right thing cued them that they're allowed to interfere with things that are happening on the planet. It looks looks cool. I'm interested. I have to say, I'm not into these kinds of movies, but whenever Mm -hmm. I see one, I think it takes so much uh, creativity to take something that you see on a page Mm -hmm. and turn it into this live, real-life kind of thing. Like Batman. That's incredibly creative. Yeah, and to go just from a comic book page to this big cinematic experience, a cool movie for you to watch would be Doctor Strange with Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's, uh, I remember, I've only seen it one time, and it was probably five years ago, and I remember really enjoying it and just thinking, gosh darn it, man, they do these movies so well. It's an interesting storyline. Uh, it's it's really good. But anyway, this is out. Also, Shang-Chi came out recently, did really well pandemic-wise at the box office. Here again, another name from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that people don't exactly know about. And I like that they are expanding outside of the Avengers ether and creating new things. Star Wars is doing something very similar where there's an article, oh, what is it on? Uh, on Variety. Mm-hmm. And it says that this new thing that I, that I just saw on Disney Plus last night being promoted... It's called Star Wars Visions, is the most ambitious Star Wars project since A New Hope. And so what that is, available for you to stream right now on Disney+, Plus, Star Wars Visions, are these anime stories about Star Wars per se. They are 13-minute to 22-minute episodes. Okay. And it's anime-style animation, so it's not what you're used to seeing typically on Disney+. And uh, they they deal with a bunch of characters that you've never heard of before. And they're just, these writers are being given this freedom right now to create. We've already got such buy-in from people for the Star Wars story, for the Marvel story. But now they're both, I think, especially Star Wars, stepping out of canon in what is like, these are the you know tenant truths about the story of Star Wars and the timeline that matter. And now they're being given more creativity to say... Think a little bit. Just like, Donna, Yes. the Book of Boba Fett, yes. which is the spinoff from The Mandalorian, we thought Boba Fett was dead for decades because he died in one of the original Star Wars movies, so we thought. And then we find out in The Mandalorian, they work in some creative storytelling and say, turns out that plant that swallowed up Boba Fett didn't actually swallow him. He made his way out, and now we have a full news story oh, right. yes. about yes, Boba yes, yes. Fett. And so I like the I like the uh, the artistic creative license for new things to be created, such as the case with the Eternals. Again, comic book nerds out there might be saying, "No, that was a graphic novel in the '70s or whatever." Fine, but for the movie audiences, it feels brand new and like a different part of the storyline that we didn't even know existed. So, the nerdy geeky side of me is uh, is pretty pumped about this stuff. I'll see this. I Which will. one? The I'll Eternals. See Eternals. I would watch that just oh, out of curiosity. Cool, that's a cool way to sort of come into it. And then you don't have to feel the baggage of like, oh, I missed out on so many of the other ones. And should I know more about Thor or Iron Man? You go and fly blind here. Thanks, Steve. Maybe we'll see it together since we're going to start seeing matinees together five yes! days a week once I leave Twin Cities I'll do Live. It. I'll do it. I mean Ooh, it. I just looked at my... Yeah, you have a thing, I know. Oh, dang it. Dang, that would have been so cool. 
When we come back, <laughs> it'll be time for If You See Something, Say Something. Yes. You've brought a story about one of my favorite illusionists. Yes, I did. Um, apparently, he has a new restaurant. And he has a very special way of delivering your pizza to your table. We'll tell you about that, and you're going to tell us what Costco just ran out of. I hope it's not a sign of things to come. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Don and Steve on My Talk. All right. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We saw something. We're going to say something, and it's playing right now as we speak. The intro is playing. If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Boom. <laughs> Come on, that's as good as it's going to get. That's good. Um, Sorry about that, guys. No, you're fine. It's all Brian. Listen, we've thrown you into the lion's den this morning. And we are uh, just happy that you're here. And considering how tall you are, we're happy that you're in frame on our video <laughs> camera setup that we have. Yeah, the ceiling or the camera's at the ceiling right yeah. now. So. <laughs> that's right. It's a, it's a blimp shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Chris Angel has a restaurant. Love him. Love everything about him. You do? Well, I used to really watch his show on A&E called Chris Angel Mind Freak. Yeah, me too. I just... Love it. I thought you weren't into magicians. I just was into him. What? <laughs> oh, you th- oh gosh, of course. He's got the look. Yeah, he's a babe. Oh my gosh. So you see babe with that style, not tool. No. I don't see tool. I see he's a guy who's he's a really good looking guy, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying the style, you know, how, how somebody dresses themselves up. He's rock and roll, you know? It's it's kind of like a rock and roll kind of dress code. Were you cool with Ed Hardy shirts? <laughs> Not really. No, those were a little over the top. But it wasn't a deal breaker. I mean... So if this guy came into your house and he was like, hey, Donna, let's go out to... Let me just... Hypothetical before you tell me how he makes pizza arrive at the restaurant, okay? Okay. You guys are dating, and then he says, "Let's go to a show. Let's let's go to a, a a rock and roll show. It'll be Motley Crue, whatever." He picks you up, Motley Crue, and he is wearing your choice. He is wearing leather pants, a leather vest, sweet A wallet chain, and just like a <laughs> necklace, but no shirt under the vest. But like his nipples are covered because you know it's a vest. <laughs> He's like an off-duty blackjack dealer. You're fine with that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, especially considering um, what he does for a living. The dark arts. You know, like if he were an accountant and he came to my house dressed <laughs> like that, I'd be like, wait, what? Carl, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> um, his restaurant, I think, is called Blip Breakfast, Lunch, Pizza. Blip. Oh, Blip. Um, and so basically these ladies order a pizza to go and he goes up to the counter and the pizza levitates. And is there a video of this? Yeah. Yeah. We oh can okay, I'll, Brian, I'll get do you think you could up. click on this? Yeah, I can. Oh, uh wow. I think you can listen to a little bit of the audio and I'll kinda tell you what's happening. Yeah, so here it is. Did you get one or two to go? Okay, so he brings the pizza back to get boxed up. His hair is so long right now. Yeah, it does not look good. Oh, here he goes. He's about to make it. And he's wearing, like, Zubas. 
Alright, he's doing weird hand things. The pizza's levitating. <laughs> and it just flies over to their table. It's crazy. He he pulls off an incredible illusion and gets a golf clap from the restaurant patrons. Yes. They're just like, yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, the box just floated through the air, although they were probably all there during the setup yeah. with the fish line being sure. strung and everything. Is that what it is? It's just a fish line? I don't know how you do that, but I know that he wasn't really making it levitate. I used to go to... Well, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I used to go to learnmagictricks.org. And it was free. It was just free, very bare bones website. And it would show you how to do different tricks. And one of the, I, I did learn a trick from Chris Angel. He didn't teach me, but I watched the show and learned by extension how to make a salt shaker look like it goes through a table, which was so fun. But man, the more you dig into it, it simultaneously two things happen. You gain more appreciation mm. for these illusionists sure. and these magicians who can do close up street magic, sleight of hand. And it's also a real bummer. What do you mean? Just when you learn how a trick. It's like seeing oh. how the sausage gets made. Well, I saw when I lived in Atlanta. Atlanta! I saw, um, oh God, uh, David Copperfield. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. It really mm. was. Like, he's on stage and then poof. And he ends up on a motorcycle behind us, like in the blink of an eye. Like yeah. in, in the aisle, and you're like, wait, how? You just kind of want to figure out how he did it. Of course, yes, I know. <gasps> you ever watch Magic uh, Magician Secrets Revealed? Remember that on Fox? The one with Penn and Teller? No, so that's Fool Us by Penn and Teller, and they don't actually there spill how they do it, uh, but they'll just have a performer come out try okay. to do magic in and front they of have them. to don't they have to try to guess they do but how? they never would spill the secret so if they guessed how you did a trick they would only use code language got it when yes. describing it and then so the person would say does that so Penn and teller might say to them does that make sense what we're saying that there was a twist that was involved right. which means at some point he twisted the deck of cards around in his hand and then they just say yep i think you know what i'm talking about so they got don't reveal it, it there the Mag Secrets of Magic, or whatever it was, revealed, came out on Fox, late 90s, I think it was, and it was this guy in a mask, a former magician, in a warehouse, just blowing up all these secrets. Here's how they saw the woman in half, and here's how they make it look like they made an elephant disappear, and then they show you the elaborate mirrors right. set up yes. that they have, and it was very, very interesting, but also a little bit of like, oh, I remember I bought a deck of cards, a magic deck of cards, in, I think I was in Las Vegas. There was a magician who did a trick, and he said, pick a card, any card. I picked the card. He then puts it in the middle of the deck, blah, 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 sets the deck of cards down. Then he does the weird spirit fingers. Yeah. And one, <laughs> the card that I had chosen of my own free will started to float up in the deck. And then once it fully floated up, he just took it off and said, is this your card? I said, oh my gosh, yes, it is. I buy the trick. He then takes you back into the Chamber of Secrets. You go back where the other patrons can't see. And I thought, what is he going to do? Do I have to renounce my Christian faith? What's about to happen? <laughs> I'm going to become an illusionist. And he showed me then the deck of cards and the weighted magnet that they have. Oh. And how if you set the deck of cards straight up, it'll go boop, 
the card will pop right up. If you lean it back in a cup, it'll slowly, oh. so you can act like you're really conjuring it up and using your spirit fingers. And I was Magnet. instantly thinking, oh, cool, I can do this. And, oh, man, this was so cool one minute ago. And now it seems Yeah, you, d- you didn't like want to know. Trick. Didn't want to know. Yeah. But then I fooled a bunch of people. You know, because I bought the deck. That was mine. That's the only way you ever find out how to do the trick. You got to buy the deck. I have a feeling, Big Tall Brian, have you dabbled in the dark arts? <laughs> no, nothing like witchcraft or anything like that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, I've never done magic, never attempted. But I know, like, the show you're talking about with, like, the guy at the creepy mask I... and he exposes yes, all yes. the magicians I, and everything. I but... do like a good card trick. That's yeah, fun. Me too. Yeah. So, up close, sleight of hand magic is my favorite and those guys who can come and legitimately take watches off of you steal your wallet from the guys who can take a watch off of you without you knowing because how they're shaking their hand and touching your shoulder and all that and then they quickly get your watch off of you and onto them is remarkable it's just and that's real you know they're really they have made your brain go somewhere else so that you actually don't feel someone quickly sliding off your watch off your wrist that's a dangerous like skill to have you know sure yeah Yeah. you could get recruited (laughs) by the wrong group of people i would think Um, steve tell us what costco just ran out of because i love costco speaking of disappearing acts sadly there uh there's no more toilet paper at some costco i just bought a whole case of toilet paper and paper towels you're the problem That's where I always get my toilet paper. Supply shortages hit Costco, causing delays of toilet paper is how the headline reads. Uh, And it has got some people concerned. They took some pictures. And also they were running low on some water. So people took pictures while in a Costco and then put it up on social media, essentially saying, here's something you don't see every day, which is an empty row of where toilet paper would normally be stacked up and stuff like that. It is not a pandemic craze that we ran out of toilet paper before it's these weird supply issues with these shipping containers that are getting random delays and all of that and occasionally that problem pops up somewhere it's popped up at costco right now with toilet paper i have a question for you yes do you buy your toilet paper at costco because if you don't that's a huge mistake i don't know if we do you have a big family you should I i buy toilet paper maybe twice a year Oh my! Because I get it at I just get it at Costco, and then you know I bring some to the cabin too. But for a family that size, you shouldn't be going anywhere else. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) Brian. Thank you for helping us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, good to have you, Um, DJ Rock Lobster comes in next he's got a dirt alert and then donna we got all sorts of fun music to listen we to. we sure do we've got little nas x we've got elton john we've got blackstone cherry covering tracy chapman all sorts of stuff so let's hurry up Stick around. and come back yeah